Hi, my name is Renita, and I am your host of the Be Your Own Kind podcast. My podcast aligns with idea of my blog of feeling comfortable with you. I'm excited to share topics and ideas with you today. Thanks for tuning in. If you are new to the Be Your Own Kind brand, welcome. If you like what you hear and see, please subscribe to the Be Your Own Kind YouTube channel. And if you're listening to the podcast, please follow me. Also in the description box, you can find my Linktree link to all Be Your Own Kind related matters, such as the BYOK merch, where we sell items from t-shirts, sweatshirts, masks, and mugs. Also, you will find our website and the links to my social media pages. Also, we are always looking to collaborate with others, such as business owners, vloggers, bloggers, or just if you simply want to share your story. Last but not least, if you are looking to promote your business, Be Your Own Kind will gladly promote you. If you are interested in details, please email me at info at beyourownkind.com. Thank you for tuning in and for supporting the Be Your Own Kind platform. Hey lovelies, this episode is a day late, but we're never a dollar short. So how have you been doing? Have you been crushing your goals so far? I use plural because I find that I'm always tackling so many things simultaneously in hopes that everything will end with great quality. But speaking of multitasking, I had the honors of speaking with Canadian native Darren Marinook, who on the daily is a father, engineer, actor, producer, and also does special effects in movies. Darren is from the nickel capital of the world, Sudbury, Ontario, Canada, and work at one of the largest mining companies in the world. We get to learn the specifics of this industry and of the movie industry in this interview. So let's take flight. Do you find yourself overwhelmed with small business tasks? Well, Be Your Own Kind Freelancing is here to take the weight off. We specialize in assisting businesses with various administrative duties, HR consulting, online marketing, and editing services for podcasters and YouTubers. If you have a need we haven't mentioned, contact us to see if we can help. For more information, email us at info at beyourownkind.com. Leave the tedious task with us and take your time back. Hi, Darren. How are you doing today? I'm good. Yourself? I'm doing pretty well. It's it's pretty good for a Monday. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm Darren, and I'm uh, from Sudbury, Ontario, which is uh, northern Ontario, we're about four hours north of Toronto. Um, I'm a uh, production operator, miner at the uh, one of the biggest mining companies in the world, Glencore. Um, I'm also an actor and a producer. Oh, you're a producer too. Okay. I did see that you were in um you're in the um the reboot of Resident Evil that comes out this year, right? Yes, I uh, actually did special effects for it. Uh, I was going to do uh, background work, but um, it ended up coming up that they needed uh, like the background was only going to be for a couple days uh, or for a day or two maybe, and uh, they were looking for a special effects guy, and I and it was for the whole time being on for uh, the whole two months, so I figured, you know was uh, obviously better money and stuff, but uh, I learned a lot more doing special effects and I would have just doing background stuff. So I uh, took the opportunity to uh, to try that aspect of uh, the film industry anyway. So, and I really enjoyed it. Okay, okay. So um, so you're an actor as well though, right? Yes, I, well, I'm, a, I'm an aspiring up and coming actor, I guess you could say. 
<laughs> How did you um, get into acting? Um, it was uh, August uh, 2019. Um, I was a friend of mine, actually, uh, that I used to play junior hockey with. He, uh, his, his cousin was the casting director for Letterkenny. I don't know if you've ever heard of Letterkenny. Um, no, I haven't. It's a it's a pretty big comedy sh- uh, it's a TV series. Obviously, uh, it's uh, it's filmed all in Sudbury, and they were they were looking for uh, uh, hockey players. So I ended up saying, "Yeah, for sure, I'm in." So uh, next thing you know, I was uh, I was casted to be on uh, season eight, which was filmed in Sudbury, obviously. Um, but it was pretty cool because that scene that I was in ended up being kind of a pivotal role to the season kind of thing. So it uh, it ended up kind of being uh, uh, the clip that I was in ended up going viral. So it was kind of cool to be involved in that and uh, that character and the character that I played uh, that I was playing forward with was playing center. I was center and he was playing left wing. Um, ended up uh, they're going to be doing. Uh, He's going to be making a uh, a, re- a rematch, revenge kind of thing back uh, in the new season that's coming up. So we'll be filming uh, in uh, spring this year. They'll be they'll be filming uh, season ten and eleven. So uh, hoping to get involved in that, and you know, hopefully uh, get more of a more important role, I guess you could say. In it, so, okay. well, that's what kind of started me off, and uh, yeah, I just kind of fell in love with it after that, and, and wanted to continue with it. That's really cool. Really, really cool. <laughs> so you said you play hockey. I did read on your site that you played it for four years and then um, you stopped due to a knee injury, correct? Well, I play. I played my whole life. Like, I think I started playing when I was about four years old. Okay. Um, I, I played uh, I played up to double-A, uh, triple-A, and then uh, my last four years, when I was 16 to 20, I played uh, junior A hockey. So okay. that's... That's uh, was the extent of my career. Um, I got hurt at, in my last season. I was going to go overseas to play baby uh, to try out down there, and I ended up getting hurt. So it is what it is. I ended up going to college, so it worked out, I guess, kind of in uh, in one way, shape, or form. I guess you could say. I mean, yeah, you're an engineer. You have an engineer degree. <laughs> it worked out very well. <laughs> yeah, uh, my yeah, it actually. Uh, I've been there for almost ten years now. Uh, Going to school really helped me, obviously, uh, get get my uh, get my career there. Uh, I make pretty good money. It's a pretty uh, pretty awesome job. Uh, some stuff that people don't really realize what what happens in the mining industry. It's uh, it's it's a pretty wild place where I work. So we work around molten metal, thirteen hundred degree molten metal all day. So it's it's got its uh, in good good and bad, I guess you could say. Yeah, when I think of mining, I think of Snow White <laughs> and the Seven Dwarves. Like, as soon as I saw mining, my mind went straight to Snow White, and I'm like, oh, horrible. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's just like the uh, movies, I guess you could say. Uh, I started off working underground, um, mm-hmm. and I now work on the, on the surface. Uh, so, kind of break it down as much as I could, I guess. Uh, there's a big furnace. It's about the size of a football field, and it's all full of molten metal. So you got your your precious metals, which is all your good stuff: your gold, nickel, copper, zinc, whatever. That all sinks to the bottom, and your bad stuff sits, sits on the top. So we tap into the furnace, 
with uh, big drills and it comes out, it runs out into a big trough and into a big big ladle and, uh, and then we, we convert it into uh, it almost, I think it's about 99% pure when we uh, we granulate it and then it, it comes out in like almost like sand and we ship it overseas to Norway and then they refine it into old copper thing whatever whatever they have to uh, whatever it breaks down to so it's uh it's pretty wild there there i've uh i've got quite a bit of people there for uh for tours and stuff they have people from all over the world come in from china and uh all over middle east uh they come over to see our operation right because glencore uh is worldwide it's one of the biggest uh, monster commodity traders in the world so it's uh when people come in and, and see what we do there um Basically, they ask us for you know what we're doing and, and, and kind of explain it to them, and they're looking at us like these big wide eyes, like is this is going on right here, right? So it's it's pretty cool to uh, be able to show you know people like that, uh, you know what we do in Sudbury. Uh, it is the nickel capital of the world, right? So it's uh, there's a lot going on here that uh, people don't uh, realize, but it's uh, it's part of the world uh, industry for you know we're the biggest nickel nickel. Uh, producer in the world but we also uh produce gold copper uh zinc any any uh precious metals right so you know a lot of people don't realize all the car batteries and stuff like that that uh, get made in the world that's you know they start from from Sudbury, right so it's pretty cool to uh be part of that process yeah that sounds that sounds really cool um way more advanced than the seven doors <laughs> a little bit i like the seven doors but yeah, I, I can see where, you know, a lot of people even in, that live in Sudbury, uh, friends of mine, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, I brought, I think I brought a group of friends one day and they didn't realize what, what we actually did at the smelter. And they're like, wow, this is, this is pretty wild stuff that's going on here, right? Uh, 1300 degree molten metal coming out of a furnace. Uh, you know, you don't think of it until you see it. And you're like, wow, that's pretty wild stuff. So it's, uh, it's. It keeps you on your toes, right? It's not a, it's not your everyday job, and it's not for everybody. But uh, I've done it for. Uh, I've been working there now for uh, a little over nine years. Almost, I almost had my ten years there. Uh, it'll be thirty and out, so got another twenty years left to go. So I'll, re- I'll retire fairly young, and uh, you know, be able to uh, enjoy, you know, maybe golfing in Florida or something like that when I uh, get get all done with it. Sounds good. Sounds good. You'll knock that out in no time. Time flies so fast anyway. So Yeah. I, when I started, it was like, oh, man, I got 30 more years here. And then now it's like I'm, I'm almost coming up to my 10th year anniversary. And it's like, wow, this is, it's, it, it's going pretty fast, right? So yeah, I, uh, I enjoy it. It's, it's, there's so many different jobs in the, uh, in the smelter to work too so i've worked up in the crane i, I worked on this on the furnace itself so you're able to kind of move around uh different postings and stuff like that so it's it uh it keeps me uh keeps me honest i guess you could say <laughs> so you juggle a lot darren you are a father of two correct yes i am you're a producer actor and an engineer how do you juggle it all some days i don't know um it's it gets pretty uh, pretty busy. I work shift work, so I'm uh, I'm on a two two three schedule. So it's twelve hour shifts. So either I work seven in the morning till seven at night, or seven at night till seven in the morning. So I'll work uh, like a Monday, Tuesday on, Wednesday, Thursday off, and I'll work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
so when I don't work my weekends, I have my kids, right? So they keep me pretty busy. Um, Brayden's six now, and he's going to be, they're both uh, birthdays in April coming up. So uh, he's six and she's eight. So yeah, they keep me pretty, uh, pretty busy. I'm uh, separated. I've been separated for about three, a little over three years now. So being a, being a single dad, uh, yeah, it keeps you busy, right? So yeah. I got, I got my, my uh, parents are very supportive and stuff. So that, uh, that keeps me, uh, that keeps, you know, help, it helps me in the long run. So, yeah. It's, it's, it's a busy life. Uh, I tend to try to get things done when I'm not so busy at work. Sometimes I'll, I'll work on it on an addition or, or whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, just try to utilize my time as much as possible. And, uh, you know, get as much done as I can in a day. Okay, yeah. Twenty four hours in a day. Sometimes we need to we need it to be twenty five, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it messes you up for it messes you up your sleep and stuff. I'll get off uh, at seven o'clock in the morning sometimes and it's like you're wide awake now and what do you do, right? So that's kinda how I started getting into the producing and, and, and acting kind of thing. Be, I get off in the morning and be like, Okay, you know, what do I do now? I'm wide awake, right? So I started looking into, you know, different uh, different uh, sites to apply for jobs and stuff like that for acting for acting jobs. So that's kind of how it started. And uh, actually, recently it's been pretty good. Uh, the film industry's back up and running and stuff, so it's, it's been pretty good for uh, getting auditions down um, because it's a little easier to do auditions. Uh, you don't have to be in LA, you don't have to be in Toronto and stuff like that. You can do it from the comfort of your own home, right? Um, uh, doing self tapes now is all done uh, via either Zoom or through, uh, you know, you record it yourself, you edit it, and send it in. So that kind of makes it a little bit easier for myself. So I've been able to uh, get get a little bit more auditions done anyway. So that's cool. So it's like COVID actually helped help you out. <laughs> it did for some things and, it, and for others it didn't but uh, it definitely helped me out for this uh, because it, it kind of brought out my you know, my acting skills or whatever you could say uh, that I wouldn't be able to utilize as much because you know you can't be down I can't be traveling down to uh, Toronto four hours for an audition every uh, every other day especially with my job right so I've been kind of picking and choosing what uh what roles to apply for and submit for, and uh, it's been pretty good so far. Um, I just did uh, back in was it October. October, I was uh, I was on the uh, film Flee the Light. It was an indie film that was done uh, in it was done in Sudbury and North Bay, which is an hour and a half from Sudbury. So that that was easy to uh, you know navigate. Uh, you know, being so close to home. Um, and then right after that, it actually came up, uh, they were looking for people in the movie called Lee is Gone, which uh, ended up casting uh, Marissa Tomei and Stephen James. So it was kind of cool. Uh, actually, I found out I was, I didn't know what role I was supposed to be. I was actually supposed to be a, uh, a drug mule. It was my, it was my title role, I guess you, you could say, and uh, the night before, I guess, uh, things changed, I guess they liked my look or whatever the case may be, and I ended up getting cast as a police officer, so it was, so it was pretty cool uh, finding that out the night before I'm reading the script, I'm like, am I a police officer? Am I a cop? Like, this is, 
this is totally not me, right? So uh, it was good. I went and got a, a nice cop haircut, I guess you could say, and uh, I was shaved up nice, nice. So when I showed up in the morning, uh, I went to my, uh, to my trailer and everything, and they started giving me all your, uh, all your wardrobe and stuff. And then next thing you know, you know, you're coming out of there and you feel like a cop because you look like a cop, right? So right. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, I ended up actually being Marissa Tomei's partner in the movie. So it's pretty cool to say that I, you know, was acted alongside a, an Oscar winner. So yeah. that, that was pretty cool to uh, have that experience and, and uh, getting to meet them and, and, you know, be part of that film, right? So that kind of gave me a little bit more drive to start uh, digging into it a little bit further. So, yeah. Okay. And then, then Resident Evil came up the next, I think it was two or three weeks later, Resident Evil came up. So it was kind of like back to back to back. And that kind of led me almost to Christmas this year. And now it's the film industry kind of picking, it, it was kind of starting to pick up slowly, but now it's, it's ramping up fully. So there'll be uh, a lot more pr productions coming up uh, in Sudbury in the next little while. So I'm hoping to get involved with that. Uh, I got to juggle it with my, with my job too. So it's, it, it's tough, but you know, I can pick and choose and, and take holidays when I need to. So. I find the right role and I uh, get the, uh, you know, I buy books up really nice, uh, you know, I'll go ahead with that for sure. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Like, how lenient is your job when you when you get these roles? But you say they, they work with you. Well, after having 10 years, you uh, build up quite a bit of uh, holidays and specials and stuff like that. So um, I'll cross that bridge kind of when I go to it. Uh, it's been pretty good so far. So, if you know. I get that lead role in Hollywood or whatever, it's going to pay me the big bucks. Maybe, maybe I'll quit my job, but it doesn't look like I'm going to be doing that anytime soon. But never know. Also, <laughs> you never know. But it also it gives you, you know, have, having a full time job gives you that, you know, kind of that cushion that you know that you're not just working as an actor full time right now. Um, and it kind of gives you a little bit more play with what you, you know you're not just relying on that acting role or those acting gigs to, to move forward, right? So it's it, it's good to have something to uh, fall back on, well, to have, you know, as a full-time job. And uh, absolutely, I'd like to become a full-time actor and get paid the, the big bucks in Hollywood. But, you know, it takes time. And a lot of people don't realize that it's not a, you don't just, okay, I'm an actor and all of a sudden you're working in Hollywood. It doesn't really work like that, right? So, right. <laughs> And, Most uh, people are like, I want to be an actor, and they see the movie, you know, the movies and stuff. Like, oh, I can do that, and then they're like, oh, it's hard after a year. Like, do you know how long it took for for people to get, you know, at their status? Like, it took years. Absolutely, and like every big actor, they started someone, right? And right. Uh, even with family and friends and stuff, like you're you're an actor now. You're well, what do you mean you're an actor? It's like, well, I'm, I'm acted in a movie. You're an actor, now, right? So. Um, you got to start somewhere, right? And uh, Subri being uh, now taking a lot, lot more productions uh, because of the Northern Ontario Heritage Fund, they're, they, they get a lot of grants to, to productions to be filmed in Subri now, right? So that's given me the opportunity where I don't really have to you know, move anywhere. Uh, I, can, I can do it all right from my own backyard, right? Um, Letterkenny's filmed uh, literally in my backyard. Resident Evil was filmed all literally in my backyard, all downtown Subway, right? So uh, 
that was uh, that was kind of a good thing, right? I was able to, you know, stay at home and they're filming Hollywood movies right here, right? So I don't need to move anywhere. So that's a good thing. So. Yeah, that's that's convenient. Um, if you could work with um, any actor slash actress, who would it be? If I could pick one actor I'd want to work with, would probably mm -hmm. be either Leonardo DiCaprio or Mark Wahlberg. My mm -hmm. I uh, I just I, I find I'm doing monologues and stuff for uh, just practicing stuff like that, and, and I say those two, but also Al Pacino and, and Robert De Niro would be uh, two huge actors I would love to work with too. Um, when I start doing monologues and stuff, I start going online, going to YouTube and stuff, looking at you know coach or whatever the case may be, and it seems like I always levitate to those guys, right? So. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio always said if I had a movie made of me, it would be him that I'd want to play, play me, right? So, mm -hmm. but uh, I love I love the old mafia gangster movies. So I, I gotta say, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci are, are definitely uh, up in my up in my my echelon. And for actresses, I would I think uh, Marissa Tomei was up there in my list. So I've already have her scratched off. So that was pretty cool to uh, be able to have that opportunity, even though that. You know, she's here and I'm here, right? So it's uh, when you get on set, you kind of realize uh, where you are on the totem pole, which is, which is you, you got to start somewhere, right? Uh, right? You don't just show up and, and you're now, you know, the lead role in a movie. Uh, Marissa Tomei was actually she was she was the lead actress. Stephen James, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's a huge actor in Canada. Uh, he's now he's done movies all over the place. He's going to be the next Black Panther, they say. Um, he uh, he's an amazing actor. He's been in all kinds of uh, movies. I, I forget uh, uh, the movie that just won an Oscar. I'm trying to think of the name. I shouldn't remember it, but and uh, also Travis Fimmel, who's uh, in Game of Thrones. So those people are coming up suddenly and, and doing films, right? So it's kind of cool to see that. Like, you know, a lot of people think all the movies are getting made in Hollywood, but they could be made anywhere. You can make a movie set look like anything, right? Uh, and, and Resident Evil is a prime example of that. One of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest uh, film, uh, well, one of the biggest uh, all that, uh, movie franchises in the world uh, based on video games and movies and stuff. Like, they filmed it all right back in, in my own backyard, and it, I went to, uh, the production studio was actually uh, from my house here. It's about five minutes away. Uh, it's the old hockey rink that I used to play. In. They turned it into a production studio, so it's kind of cool. Like, wow! I grew up. I grew up in that arena, right? So now we're making movies there. And like my first day on the job, uh, I show up and I'm working with a guy that uh, the head special effects guy did RoboCop and Terminator. So that was pretty cool. He's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And he says, oh, you know, we introduce each other. And he's like, oh, yeah. And the other guy told me, like, oh, he did Robocop and Terminator. That's pretty cool. So I'm asking him questions because I'm a movie buff too, right? So I'm asking him questions and stuff. And uh, he's like, okay, we got to get to work. And, and the first thing we did was we turned uh, a Cadillac Cadillac car. Uh, they had two gold Cadillacs in part of one of the, the scenes. We had to make bullet holes and, and 
and run it beside a transport and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. Like, yeah. You see, and, and why I said like, I would rather do that than do a background because background, you just show up, you throw makeup on you, you show up on set, you don't really know what's going on. Where this, I was really involved. Like, I'm, you know, we're, we're, we're making rain, we're making, we're, we're doing everything, right? So I kind of learned that aspect of it too. And, and one of the big things that I see is you got to learn the whole industry. You don't just learn, you know, acting. I want to learn everything about it, right? Right. So, so it was pretty cool to do that. Uh, like the first day on the job, we're running the car beside a transport and stuff. It was like, this is this is wild stuff, right? So uh, people in Sudbury were, because the hype was in Sudbury, it was, it was pretty big that was here, right? But they built like a, a makeshift police station, which was the uh, uh, Raccoon City Police Department. They built it right, right downtown, right beside like an old dilapidated building, right? So it was pretty cool to see that. Like I showed up because we had to do COVID tests every two or every two days. So we we show up there, and I didn't. I'm going day by day, right? Because I'm just I'm just a special effects, you know, not trainee, but whatever, you know, the right hand man, the, the main guy, right? So I'm kind of just being told what I am day by day. So I show up, and it's like, wow, this is this is pretty cool stuff. So. I was uh, I was pretty excited to even be on set, right? So, uh, and I was getting paid pretty good money to do it. And honestly, it didn't have anything to do with the money. It was just the experience and, and the people that I got to eat, right? But it was weird that when you're you're doing it, all the people that were part of the production or the cast, none of them are from Sudbury, right? So it's like a whole different world in the city, right? So. It was it was a pretty cool experience all around, right? So I, I was happy that I got it, got to be a part of that. And uh, being a Resident Evil, you know, I like to play the video games, and I've seen all the movies. It was even that much more more uh, you know exciting for me, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool. So, what advice would you have for someone um, aspiring to be an actor or in production or? I've been asked that question before, and I, and I just relate right back to the same thing. It's like you got to learn the film industry. You got to learn everything about it. Um, don't just want to be an actor and, and learn. Okay, I just want to be an actor. Well, learn where all the connections come from. Like, learn who to connect with. You know, you want to connect with casting directors. You want to connect with producers. You want to connect with directors and stuff like that. So, it's learning the industry inside and out as much as you can. Uh, taking any online courses that you can, anything that's offered free. Uh, I found one of the biggest learning tools that I used was, was Facebook, actually. Uh, a, lot, a lot of groups and pages and stuff out there for, you know, teaching actors how to be actors. And it's not like, okay, I'm an actor, I want to be an actor. Well, you got to take acting classes, right? So, you know, I think I'm an actor, I think I'm a good actor, but in all reality, you're just as good as the next job that you have, right? So, right. I found uh, I've been I've been connecting with a lot of good people uh, online and stuff like that, uh, which you know led me to you know taking an acting course or uh, taking a production or a film course. So that's where I kind of ended up in the production aspect too, because you're not just acting; you're kind of doing a little bit of everything. So that's what kind of got me into this kind of full-fledged was, was just learning and, and meeting people like yourself and, and, and people that, that are doing good things in any sort of, you know, if you're on TV or if you're on, uh, if you're on doing podcasts, well, you're, you're in the business at some point, you know, so it's, it's connecting with good people and, and, and meeting, uh, meeting everybody that you possibly can and not burn bridges and, and don't think that you're too, 
you're too too important for anybody. So I, I try to I try to meet and connect with everybody I can, and, I, and that's helped me. I think because uh, it, it, it's the people that I've already met have already you know, helped me already to get to that next step. So I'm I'm trying to take as much as I can, uh, you know, take it step by step, and not trying to have too much. Uh, you know, high expectations that I know that aren't going to be attainable, right? So I just take it step by step. And, you know, hopefully one day I'll be uh, walking that red carpet. But you know, if I don't, I don't. And if, if I do, that's even a bonus, right? So right, and be like, oh, I interviewed him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, for sure. And uh, and people like yourself, are, you know, I try to connect with you know, do stuff like this where where it, it, it connects more people and it's like uh, you know maybe one day you'll be famous so like she interviewed me right so <laughs> you, you never know in this industry right, um, right. I, I was interviewed uh, I did a podcast uh, through uh, Hollywood North Radio in Vancouver and uh, it was William Big Sleeps is his name and he's an actor as well and he produced stuff we end up connecting through Instagram and he ended up interviewing me and we ended up becoming friends after, right? So you never know, right? And it's like, well, if there's a part in the role here or, or something, maybe we can connect later on down the line, right? And that's just just meeting more people and connecting with more people because you never know who's going to open that door for you, right? So. You you don't. It it takes you meet the right person that'll change your whole life. You never know. Absolutely. It pays to be nice, like you say. Don't burn bridges. It pays to be nice to everyone. Absolutely. I don't burn any bridges. I, I try to. I try to be open to any anything with anybody right if they want to collaborate on any uh on a podcast or through you know even talking about ideas or or stuff like that i'm I'm always open to stuff so i think that's that's helped me a little bit more than you know not saying most people but it's helping me more than you know the people that are kind of just okay i want to just be an actor well maybe acting is not going to be the role that that, that leads me to to that red carpet. It might be producing or directing or film or filmography or whatever the case may be. So you never know. It's it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty wild industry, uh, especially now with COVID. Everybody's uh, everybody's a an actor, kind of so to speak. You know, with TikTok and everything else, right? So you never know who's who's going to be the next up and coming person, right? They're always looking for new faces and and new names and stuff like that. So. It's uh, it's an opportunity that I'm willing to uh, at least put my neck out there for myself. Yeah, cool, cool. So here on uh, BYOK, we have a staple question, and that question is: If you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be, and why? Adventurous. Ooh, why? Because <laughs> I'm always up for something something new. I'm always uh, out for a new adventure. Uh, being an athlete, I guess you could say, uh, like I play, I play golf in the summer, I play baseball in the summer, uh, I play hockey. I'm always up for, you know, even though that I'm not a great fisherman, I'm always up for an adventure to go fishing with the boys or, or you know, going quadding and stuff like that. So I'd use the word adventurous, I guess you could say. It's uh, something that if anybody seen me, they'd be like, yeah, that, that guy's been on quite a bit of adventures, right? So I've, I've been on uh, some pretty wild road trips. I've been to UFC events all over the place. Uh, I've been to Vegas. I, I've been, you know, I don't know how many hockey games, football games, basketball games in Toronto or uh, or down south, right? So 
I'm always up for an adventure. I'm always the guy leading the road trip usually. So yeah, that would be the word I guess you could say. I love it. You are living life to the fullest for real. You're like, hey, I'm going to try it out. And if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. But I try. Like, that is a great, a great way to handle life. Like, for real. <laughs> I, I, there's, all, there's nothing out there that I won't try at least once. Right? Uh, it's not, <laughs> there's a quote that I always, always kind of go to with Ben Bell Washington. He says, if you're, uh, what does he say? Dreams without goals are just dreams. So, you know, if you want to say, oh, I want to go here, well, make a goal and go and do it, right? So, everybody in the world is going to suck at something. So, at least you got to try it at least once, right? And right. everybody, Denzel Washington says in a, 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 a what is it called, a commemoration speech, I guess you could say. He did it at a university. And he says, everybody in the world will suck at something. And me, it's swimming. I'm not a good swimmer, so. <laughs> but at least I try. I'll still go swimming in the pool, you know. So, you know, you, you gotta you gotta take life by uh, take, take life by, uh, as it is sometimes. Uh, you try new things. You never know what you might like, and uh, that's what happened in the acting world. I, I tried it. I really really enjoyed it. Uh, the whole the whole aspect of the industry. Right? So I wouldn't have known if I tried. So. Right, right. You you never know till you try. So, yeah, exactly. it's a great perspective. So, but besides, um, resident. So, when is Resident Evil scheduled to come out? I saw twenty twenty one. Is there a date for I that? I think it's going to come out in September. That's what they're saying. September. Uh, okay. September twenty twenty one. I was in talks with one of the producers. Uh, one of my one of my connections. I guess you could say I made uh, just just because we we're both you know, part of the movie and stuff, we ended up connecting to Instagram, not even through being on set. And just kind of, I'd see ideas about uh, movie posters and stuff, and I'd send them to him. Like, Those are really, really cool, right? So kind of just being involved even after the fact, right? Now I'm I'm a fan of Resident Evil, but I'm also going to hype it up too, right? So when I find out any information, I'm going to put it out there uh, full-fledged too, right? So I'm hoping... But I'm hoping that it's going to, and I think it's going to be an amazing movie. And I'm not just saying because it's, it's filmed here, but uh, the the uh, director, Johan Roberts, uh, he wrote it and directed. He's amazing, amazing. Uh, uh, his visions and stuff like that. But even he said it's going to be the scariest Resident Evil that, that they've, ever, they've, they've ever put out. So I believe it. I, I was on set and I seen some of the crazy stuff that they were doing. And uh, I was, I was pretty not scared, but I was like, you know, it was intense the stuff that they were doing, right? So I, I can't see it being a bad movie. I think it's going to be, uh, and now it's the reboot, right? So it's going to be a whole new start to this franchise. Uh, they, they're dated, the movie's going back to 1997 uh, video game, right? So <laughs> that was another thing that was pretty cool was being uh, in the production studio and being on set. All the cars and stuff like that were all from 1997. So the police cars that were were in the movie were all from 1997 so when i when i showed up to uh to the production studio which is the arena um they had i don't know how many cars we'll, we'll say 50 cars in the parking lot they were all old school 1990s police cars it was like where did they get all these cars like this is pretty <laughs> cool stuff right so you start talking to people and then, you know it's not just one person making this movie there's thousands of people involved right so there's you know one of the you know divisions of 
that is uh, people that go and get uh, just vehicles. That's all they do. So they go and get them from all around Canada, the United States. States. So I think they had, I'm going to say about 40, 40 plus police cars that they turned into uh, rac uh, Raccoon City police cars. So it was cool to watch that. Like, well, I was doing my thing for special effects. They were doing that on the other side of the building, right? So it was like, look at how they do it and stuff. So it was, it was learning, but it was, it was pretty wild to see the uh, the vehicles and stuff like that and, and all the costumes. The costumes alone filled up a whole, you know, it would fill up a half a gymnasium just of all the costumes of all the people that were in it, but they're all 1990-based uniforms and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool to see that too, that it wasn't just small. Dated now, it was dated back in 1997. So it, that's gonna make the, the film just that much better, I think. Um, yeah. And, yeah. the, and, the, and the cast of the, that they casted were all pretty big names. Uh, you know, when you see them, you'll be like, okay, I know who this person is or whatever. But to me, I know I, I did my research on all these people, right? So it's like, okay, these six people were the main ones. Uh, like Tom Hopper, he's one of the main characters. He's about six foot six. I read up about him and stuff like that. And I went to do my COVID test, my second COVID test, and he was in front of me. And I'm like, Telling the guy, and I'm like, that's him, man. That's the main character. And he did like, he didn't. They don't, they don't care anymore. They've been on a hundred movie sets, right? But he's like, that's pretty cool stuff. And I'm like, hey, Tom, how's it going? And you know, he's just like, he was super, super nice guy and everything. And uh, just to kind of even be in their own, you know, in, in that their own space is cool to me. I think that's wicked. I, um, where uh, we were filming the first day because I, I did during the day. Uh, for the first couple days, but they were filming all at nighttime. All the all the scenes were filmed at nighttime because it's it's a movie based at nighttime, right? So all the uh, all the the main scenes were done at nighttime when the sun went down, right? So when I was on my first day on a uh, set to be on night shift, was filmed at a uh, a mansion in Sudbury on one of the lakes here. So we pulled up and everything. That's when I got to meet him and stuff, and it was like this is really cool how it all sets up right because i was you know doing stuff at the studio and stuff getting ready but when you actually get on set it's like this tom hopper he has his own suv like big motorhome and stuff and and it's like these people are big deals like these are big time actors and they deserve that stuff but it's uh it's pretty wild to see that just happen right in our backyard here right somebody's somebody's a mining town it's not a it's not a movie filmmaking town right so uh, I think a lot of people would be pretty, uh, pretty pleased with uh, the outcome of the movie. I think, anyways, I believe so. so. You never know. It might, it might be good. It might not be, but I think it's going to be pretty wicked. I think I played that game. Is that the game with the zombies? Am I thinking of the right game? Yeah. What happens is there's so Raccoon City, like an industrial town, but in the town itself, it has a corporation that has an underground, uh, it's an underground, uh, what is it called? I'm trying to think of it, uh, like a facility that makes and tests different drugs out for, uh, you know, like it would be like a COVID testing site where they test it on different things, right? Well, mm-hmm. this, what happens is the T-virus is made in the underground bunker, which is called the hive. So it's like a big underground city that's manufacturing different kinds of drugs, right? Like. Kind of like where COVID started, right? Right. Um, so the virus, the key virus, gets out, and it's a zombie drug. 
the zombie it makes everybody into zombies right? so they made a they started by making video games first the resident video game and then they turned it into a movie with Neil Djokovic so it's it's the zombies that they were in them in the video games were intense too but now that like with the new technology that we have now it's 2021 2020 we made the technology is a lot more advanced so the zombies look cooler and you know everything's a little bit more cooler or more advanced right so it makes it a little bit more scarier just you know special effects and graphic the graphics that we have nowadays are, are that much wilder so it's, i think it's going to make it that much scarier just because where we're at in the world right with technology and stuff so it's cool that they're going back in 1997 and they're doing it now with our technology it's going to make it that much cooler right so yeah. If you, if you really want to kind of watch it to kind of get back involved, you go right to the uh, the first one with uh, Neil Djokovic. Uh, I think it's it's I think it's 1998. I think it came out, and I actually watched it before I I watched it the night before I went on set, so I kind of just had a little bit of feeling of it, right? And uh, it's just crazy. Like you're watching a movie from 1997. It's from 1997. The graphics and stuff aren't as cool as we're, right. we're used to nowadays, right? And it even being on set, it's like, how are they going to do this? And it's like, well, they have they have the new technology and stuff to make it look cool, right? So I'm I'm hoping that they're gonna they're gonna utilize every way that, that they can, but I think it's going to be a reboot that's going to reboot the whole franchise itself. It's not going to just be one and done. I think they're going to reboot the whole series right from the beginning. Oh, so, okay. So so they'll have. Because what happened, like, I won't not ruin what the way it is, like, whatever. The movie's based on a video game that's been out for years and years, so it's not like I'm ruining anything. But you know that there's going to be a number two. There's going to be a Resident Evil reboot number two coming out. It's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen, right? And it's good for the franchise, because I'm not saying that the franchise is ending or anything, but, like, they've made, like, I don't know, how many games? Ten games? Six movies or something like that? It's like, well, at some point it's going to get old and eventually this is going to have to end, right? Well, this way it kind of brings you back to life and and now it's going to be, it's going to start a whole new Resident Evil reboot, like they said, right? So I think they're going to make a number two and number three and let's hope that they do and hopefully they do a great summary of that. But I could be involved in it and I'm really hoping that they do. I, I'm confident that they're probably going to do that uh, with having such good success with... Uh, with doing Resident Evil here. Okay, that sounds cool. Any other projects you're working on? I'm uh, actually in production right now. I'm uh, at COVID in Ontario. We're in lockdown right now, right? So everything shut down, right? Even oh. outdoor uh, outdoor rinks, any of the bars, anything, that, any of the tattoo studios. Even well, the only thing that's really open is corner store. So. I'll give you a little tidbit of what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing a uh, TV series, which is going to be a comedy. Um, it's going to be based on a character from the Letter Kent, kind of his own little spin-off of being on the show. Uh, so I'm producing it. I'm, I'm going to be acting in it. Uh, I'm trying to get uh, it all lined up. I, I've got writers and everything uh, kind of establishing it. We're trying to get a pilot episode done so okay. that we can so that we could pitch it to kind of get some some funding uh, because at some point you need to get you need to get someone uh, 
to get anything rolling right i've done it all kind of you know with my own investments and stuff like that but at some point you need to start getting a real director in a real you know a real camera and all that stuff uh-huh. <laughs> kind of doing it old school like trailer park boys was done uh, I don't know if you ever seen Trailer Park Boys. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen. Oh, it. it's it's amazing! It's a funny I, show. Okay. <laughs> but it's done with a single single camera, like it's like ghetto Trailer Park, right? So I'm kind of doing it in that kind of aspect. But okay. at some point, you got to make it look, you know, have the professional cameras and stuff. Uh, but I want to also bring in some good actors uh, to play alongside myself and and to you know have a crew to make this. So you kind of got to make a pilot episode and then you can kind of pitch that to get funding to, to make a full season, right? So mm-hmm. before I can go ahead with it, I've got I've done a lot of legwork just getting this going uh, on my own dollar, right? Uh, doing it with my own cameras, uh, with, with a couple friends of mine and stuff like that. Uh, it was kind of a passion project that turned into, it's going to be a good idea because it's funny, right? So. Right. Um, but but the problem is right now I've got to the point where I'm filming the pilot episode, which was based on my character itself. Like you know, his name is Rock Larock, Rock Jean Larock. He's from North, Northern Quebec. Uh, so I was able to do a lot of the stuff filming it by myself uh, with my gear and stuff like that. But now I'm starting to he's going across the lake and he part of his character he's, a, he's an enforcer for hockey but he, he's also a good guy too right so he's got i, I got to do a lot of the filming at the outdoor this year which are closed now so that kind of put a cog in my in my little plan right uh, i was just just getting ready to, to get started with doing that and they shut down all the outdoor rings uh the local bar and the tattoo studio which i was going to do stuff on and the baseball diamond and the uh, indoor hockey rink is all part of it because it's all around around the lake which is around my house so i'm kind of utilizing the location that i have here because summer's a beautiful city um but covid really put a stop to everything so it it set me back a little bit but i'm also now being able to work you know with the writers to to make this an actual show right so it's it's good and bad i guess uh you know it is what it is in the film industry you take uh take your bumps on the uh, you know Take your uh, bumps in the road that you do, that are good and bad, and, and you go from there, right? So right. with that time, I've been able to, uh, I've actually been uh, submitting for uh, a couple uh, movies that are being filmed around here. So it's given me that time to kind of focus on that too. So I've been, I've been doing auditions. I've probably done, I'm going to say about seven auditions in the last month. So oh, wow. those take a lot of time out of me. They take a lot of mental and physical stuff too, because you know, one role I'm a drug dealer, or I'm a you know a shady looking guy, so I gotta have the beard going, which I have. Why I have the beard and, and the scruffy going right now? Because one of the characters that I'm submitting for tomorrow, he's kind of a he's a scraggly kind of guy, right? So you gotta look the part, right? So you right. gotta jump from you know looking like a, a businessman with a business suit, all clean shaven, nice haircut, to you know looking that shady character right so it's kind of being able to add a little bit more tools to my to my tool bag I guess you could say kind of doing different roles if I get them I get them but I'm also it's also experience too so I'm taking it as, a, as good things right it's part of my acting wheel so that I, know I can show look I can do this role I can do this role 
um, going from being a police officer in Dali has gone to now I'm going to be maybe a drug dealer or, or a criminal or whatever the case may be. So you got to be able to play those roles. You can't just you be versatile. <laughs> absolutely. You can't be typecast as just, you know, a police officer guy, right? So uh, it's, it's, it's giving me experience, right? And, and I'm learning stuff. I've got an acting coach that I'm working with as well, too. So, you know, he's giving me tips on stuff like that, too. But it's also giving me, I guess you could say, experience, you know, because uh, when, when you do auditions now because of, because of COVID, you have to film it yourself. So I, I film it all in my own studio and stuff. Mm-hmm. You've got to film it. Then you got to take it. you got to edit it. And you got to edit, you got to put the sound in, you got to, you know, tweak it all together, right? So you're not just going in on a room like it used to be uh, and auditioning for something and then leave. It's like you got to do everything, right? So it's it's giving me knowledge on that too. So I'm learning, you know, different different programs, uh, editing programs and stuff like that too, which are, which are going to be good for me in the long run. So, and, you know, I'm taking it as, a, I'm trying to keep it as a positive thing, right? So I'm, I'm learning a little bit. A little bit more stuff that I didn't think I'd be learning, right? With the editing programs and and you know, kind of the background stuff that I didn't even realize I'd be doing as an actor. And now with COVID, it's changed a lot of things. So let's give it opportunity to guys like me that you know, if you want to work hard and, and you want to you know put the time in, opportunity will be there when uh, when it's there. Uh, I'm hoping to take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Darren, um, I, I look forward to seeing you um, everywhere. I'm going to check out Resident Evil, the reboot when it does come out. Um, and I thank you for taking um, taking time out of your day to be on our platform today. This is this has been a fun interview. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate it. Uh, glad we got to connect. Uh, it's my pleasure to be on here. Uh, hopefully, like you said, maybe one day I'll be famous and I won't forget you. I'll come back on and do an interview with you. Uh, thank you. you. Know, <laughs> I don't. I don't forget anybody. You know, <laughs> like like I told Big Sleeps over at Hollywood North. I said I gotta remember everybody that helps me on my way up right? because you know when you when you you know the people that become famous and everything. Well, at that point you're just now doing whatever your agent says or your manager and stuff like that. It's like, well, I'm my own agent. I'm my own manager at this point. So I remember all all the people that are helping me on my way up, right? Because this is part of my you know experience doing interviews or a podcast and stuff like that and i got to meet you and, and it was a pleasure to meet you and yeah, same here <laughs> i would definitely like to you know maybe a year from now maybe i got a role on a good movie and i can come back on and tell you about my experiences right so yes uh, most definitely <laughs> so it was a pleasure to be on and i appreciate it very much yeah thank thank you again and thank you all for listening until next time don't forget to be your own kind be kind to yourself and be kind to each other Bye.